You are listening to the Be Fit and Me podcast with your co-host, Lena. And your co-host, Amber. Be Fit and Me is a podcast dedicated to women. And men. Okay. Who want the best out of life. Our goal is to create a community where we can share our struggles, victories, and experiences to encourage not only ourselves, but you, and to inspire each other. We're not experts, doctors, or psychologists, but hope you'll follow us on this insane journey as we strive to have it all. Let's go. (laughs) Hey, all of you listening to another episode of the Be Fit and Me podcast. I am, of course, Lena, and I am here with... I'm sorry, I was only able to convince one sister, Laura, to come back. My other sister, Lisa, did not want to partake in this episode, and it is Monday, so we are here with a me, I mean, sorry, not a me Monday, it's a pet peeve Monday, Mm. and sorry, I didn't let it, I didn't let you say hi. Hey, what's up? I'm Laura. (laughs) She's the quiet, gentle one of us three, (laughs) and we had a long week. I am, Laura's dealing with a 10-month-year-old. I'm dealing with almost being nine months pregnant, I think, here now. Mm-hmm. No. No. Nine months pregnant. <laughs> almost 32 weeks. <laughs> Not nine months yet. Um, My younger sister, I mean, my middle sister is just dealing with the, both of us together, so that's a little overwhelming for her. And, yeah, so we did a lot. Didn't we do a lot? Mm-hmm. Went places, did things, went to the beach. We talked about that last episode. Oh, that's right. Okay. <laughs> went to Bob's Red Mill, got some food, ate a lot. We um, went shopping. Yeah, oh, we ate tons. Mm-hmm. I feel like I've put on a lot of weight and we didn't work out at all. We I mean, the, the walking fish. we did do, I was very slow at. <laughs> did a lot of walks. And took a lot of photos. Utilizing my fit. Fit. Yeah. And it, yeah, Laura just mentioned Bob's Red Mill and my mom actually lives right across the street from the, is that a factory? It's the mill. The headquarters. The mill. <laughs> it's, the, it's the old mill. <laughs> it's the headquarters. So if you see Bob's Red Mill at any grocery store, wherever you happen, wherever you happen to be living, it's from Oregon. Another thing that's made here in good old Pacific Northwest, Oregon. Right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Very true. So, yeah, that's been our week, and it's been eventful. Laura's pretty tired. I'm pretty tired, but we're here to give you a good, satisfying, enjoyable episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I know I didn't share a fit tip last week, but I just left that all up to Laura to share her fit tip because I feel like you get enough for me as it is. And we're going to do the same today. Laura's going to share her pet peeve for this monday mm-hmm. have you thought about it do you have something yeah, good I what do. is your pet peeve i think i got this mainly through um mostly recently through riding public transportation and all the women who say sorry a lot um most times when it's not even their fault oh, i've noticed yeah. that a lot so i've i made a conscious effort i don't say sorry unless it's like a genuine sorry if it's a mistake, I say, oops, or my bad. And if someone does say sorry to me, now I'm like, what are you sorry for? And I find <laughs> out the women tend to not know whether they're even saying sorry. What are sorry. they saying sorry for? Or they, don't even know they, they don't even know they even said sorry. It's just, it's just women tend to yeah. be, say it a lot. So I've, I've had to correct people too when they say sorry. Unless you bump someone. I mean, or... I'm not correcting them. I'm just letting them be aware of what they're saying. Some, oh, yeah. some of them are not even conscious of what they're saying. So if you say, what are you sorry for? They're like, oh, wait. 
I don't know. What am I sorry for? I guess I'm not sorry for anything. Well, yeah, I shouldn't say I correct people, but I make them aware and yeah. ask them, why are you sorry? Why are you saying sorry to me? Yeah, so it's a pet peeve, I guess, that women feel the need to have to say sorry all the time. That's a lot of layers to it. So make it a conscious effort to really think about what you're saying before you mm-hmm. actually say it. Because you find that a lot of men don't. They kind of get in where they fit in. Just rude? Uh, no, like the whole man spreading thing. It's just because they can fit in. They got it. There's room to do it. <laughs> oh, so this is like based just entirely on writing the max? No, just in general. I think oh. I see a lot in public transportation, but it happens everywhere you go. If you yeah, open man. your eyes and see and open your ears and hear, you find that's just a, the ice, the whipped cream on top of Sunday. There's yeah, I don't layers. think men say sorry. I mean, it's enough. a generalization. To... There's a lot of, there's all over the place, but yeah. typically. It's just the whole lean in thing, right? <laughs> Men tend to be there. They don't raise their hand. They just jump in and do it. Oh, and then try to get them to apologize for doing yeah. something wrong. You yeah. Know? Or not try to get it. They just don't need to. <laughs> they they feel to. they don't need to. Yeah. They're being aggressive. Well, no, they're I'm being... talking about more in like a relationship. Where I'm going uh, outside the max. Yeah. It's all over the <laughs> place. Business. Yeah. So it's relatable to all aspects of life. relationship What did you say? <laughs> relationship professional professional yeah um so that's a good one i like that one i would agree with you on that one and think just making women not making women but i don't think when you ask you make them aware of be conscious of what you're saying and why you're saying that exactly why is the biggest question okay so we're gonna just jump right in i think this episode is going to be another relatively short one which i believe all of you will enjoy on your wide right to work or whatever it is that you're doing can't imagine anyone sitting here listening to this while they work out maybe they are what do you think mm. doesn't sound thrill thrilling <laughs> to listen to so whatever it is that you're doing maybe a cool down maybe a cool down well they're i mean i watch love island while working out so <laughs> and dateline <laughs> to each their own <laughs> i mean that's when i'm walking on the treadmill those are my go-to's for now because I can't run or do anything really intense. But anywho, getting back on track, the topic for today is how to block unsolicited... Um, let me repeat that. How to block unsolicited advice when it comes to pregnancy and parenting. And this is a big one for me. I don't know how you feel about it. If you got any mm-hmm. advice you did not really want to or care to hear. Well, I was talking about this. I tend to take... Since I'm new at it, I tend to take every advice at the beginning and took it to heart. And oh, yeah, it was. You said something at the mm-hmm, breakfast. It was overload to max. Because I just take everything literal. I'm a very literal person when it comes to certain things, when it comes to rearing a child for the first time. Even though I know most textbooks and developmental stages, it's different when you have your own kid. But I took a lot of advice, especially professional advice, and took it to heart and tried to apply all the advice I had. And it's really stressful. When you, you say professional, what do you mean from like doctors, people oh. who are licensed in various times, lactation consultants, well, you had nannies, a lot of coaches and doctors, swaddle coaches, doctors, midwife, doulas, various people giving advice. And then I found out I got annoyed, got angry. Went through all my grieving stages, basically. And then because I came... nothing was really working that they said? No, it's overload. It's like trying to apply every knowledge from different people's walks of life and apply it to you. And then I realized, once I went through all my grieving stages, I realized that 
I don't have to take all the advice. And the advice that people are giving me is really for them. When I realize that, that they're just, that's their gift to me is their advice. I learned to be like, okay, they're just giving that advice as a gift. Okay, yeah. cool. And I'll take that. You I'll smile. It. I'll nod. Maybe I'll take a few grains and apply mm-hmm. it to my life. But then I realized I don't have to take all the advice. I don't have to listen to the doctor, even though they are professional. Because most times doctors who give me sleeping advice don't have a kid of their own who are sleeping at home. And they have a heart. They just give me advice, but they're not dealing with it on their own. So I have to realize true. I don't take every single professional advice to heart. You said yeah. you used to. You don't do that anymore. It's just trial and error at this point. I take advice. Oh. I'm just saying I don't have to take every single grain. You don't of have advice. to apply it to your life. You just not take, everything. You receive it. Yeah. Some I can. Some I don't have to. I think I need to be better at that too because I feel at this point because I'm not where you are. So I am glad that you were the first to have a kid in a way because you broke the ice, mm-hmm. and so I wasn't completely new to it and also living in a different state not having the support of you know mom and all of that yeah the village even though I have I guess my own village there in a different way it's not it's not the same when it's not family so first of all dealing with that and then on top of that it's friends and more family members that you know I would get annoyed with because they were sharing their advice to me Mm -hmm. and it's like okay just stop but you're right I don't have to like well, use it if you think about it in anything besides kids any advice people give you or grain of salt or unsolicited anything is typically for them it's their way of it's how they dealt with something it's how they're dealing with something and they make it kind of about them, them exactly. and they direct it towards you but if you start seeing that and hearing about people and start looking and listening to people like that way you start finding out a lot about that person when they ask certain questions or tell you certain things so there's a way of how you handle it and how you take in information. And yeah, you just so can be like, oh, okay. And just so smile and nod and true. So maybe that other system. Yeah. It's just mm-hmm. energy wasted. Yeah. And you feel like you need Getting to talk angry back and say, you don't need to get, well, angry, get angry. It's just oh. like, okay, come annoyed, on. Annoyed, whatever. Yeah. Annoyed. Energy exhausted. Yeah. And instead just go, okay, I heard you. I hear you. I received your information. And it goes in one ear, maybe mm-hmm. absorb a little bit, and it goes out the other way. Well, you say, yeah, oh, interesting. Other. Okay. That's another way yeah. to do it. Okay. Well, and I say it like that, you know. Mm-hmm. I just say, well, thank you. If I need that or I want that, I'll come to you and ask, mm-hmm. you know. Or more specifically, with me, with the symptoms that I have, the first person I went to was obviously mother or you because you went through it and we're blood sisters. <laughs> she gave birth to me. So I'm going to come to you guys first. And then if you guys don't give me the answer that, you know, not not that I'm expecting or have an answer for it, I'm going to therefore go to Google, which I shouldn't do right away. And I'll also, also ask my doctor, but I feel sometimes, like you said, doctors don't always know and they're not always, not everyone's the same. So how they're just giving you the basic well, they information. Don't have, there's certain specialties that the all general doctors aren't going to know, so... Yeah, they're just going to give you the general answers. Yeah. They're not going to know every detail of everything. Um, There's always an alternative for anything. Yeah, and I think Googling and getting people's, their opinion on different blogs and, <laughs> and, and research websites that um, you can get a lot of information from there. And again, mm-hmm. it's not something that you should just say this is true in fact. It's just a little bit of help mm-hmm. along the way. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do. 
but I feel like everything is pretty much trial and error because what you experienced definitely I'm not experienced and we've already discovered this yeah. you'll figure it out as you go which people <laughs> told me to it annoyed me because I wanted to have an answer but now it makes sense people's answers is like there's not a cookie cutter answer for everything you figure it out in your own due time and then you try things and they didn't work. They worked the first time and they don't work the second time. Like especially the cloth diaper thing. I don't. It's one of those things where you use it. You started off with the service. I started out with the service, which saved me. I would not be able to do it on my own. Um, and then eventually I figured out a system. His schedule. I figured out my schedule, and through teamwork, it worked out. But it's a lot of work. I'm not going to deny that. It's a lot of work and a lot of scheduling and getting a routine down. But the beginning stages. I was thankful for a di- diaper service. For but sure. you also said in the last episode when we were talking on Friday about priorities. So you prioritize. That's important to you. So yeah, the, leaving the um, the smallest carbon footprint is big for me. That's a big thing. Like I use reusable wipe cloths for him at home. I use cloth diapers at home. I make my own cleaning detergent. I don't use bleach. There's a lot, of, but that's a priority for me. I breastfeed. Well, and some people aren't able to do that, but. You know, I do all the things that can limit my use for. Yeah. And you use natural remedies for him for oils. And if he gets sick, you try to use natural forms. Like yeah. you were teaching me about the breast milk and what you use it for, for his skin and his eye infection mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. Before you go to the doctor and before you do anything that, you know, requires medication, antibiotics mm-hmm. and stuff like that, just try to get it done with natural yeah. sources, resources. And that's what I'm finding is that people when i mention i want to do cloth diapers the first thing they want to say is like oh you should really rethink that which is it goes to show that it did not work for them or was no most of these people never even tried it yeah they never yeah i got i got i just kind of once i started tuning those people those thoughts out because i realized i wasn't i wasn't benefiting from that um instead of like arguing with them and like trying to debate them yeah now that's how I kind of am. Well, if it doesn't work, then I'll move on to something yeah. else. It's like you have to give me the benefit of the doubt. I'm going to try With it everything first. Everything in parenting, if it doesn't work out, you try something else. That's just one thing. So, yeah. And then cloth diapers, it's just an easy thing to be like, oh no, where's other things? And then you find out if it's not cloth diapers, it's parenting. If it's not parenting, then it's like in my case right now, sleep training. You know, yeah. it's a big taboo. Some people co sleep, some people don't. And I just started tuning out people who were like, oh, you're going to co sleep with him. Oh. It's going to be so hard when he gets older. He's never well, I said that too to you. And I was like, that's going to be challenging. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I didn't know. I was just more like, you know, and it's more of I'm not I, I don't want to do that. And mm-hmm. I know when people say it's your own, it's harder to, mm-hmm. you know, <laughs> not want to have the baby next to you. But it's something that one of my clients actually told me. She said, you just have to practice and you have to tell yourself to do it and mm-hmm. do it right from the beginning. It's a priority for And her. it's scheduling. Yeah. And it's, um, it's, it's well, she's it's, older. Yeah, it's a partner you have. It's a lifestyle you have. If but it's sleep also, training is a priority for you, you'll make it happen. That wasn't a priority. You have to be for dedicated me. to yeah. it. Yeah, and that wasn't a priority for me. It wasn't it? It wasn't on top of my importance. Yeah. That co-sleeping. My mindset is I try to get the most bonding I can from zero to three with my little one, and that's what I'm kind of doing. I start taking the advice of people, and I start asking myself, why am I sleep training? And my reason for sleep training wasn't good enough. So I just realized, okay, I'm breastfeeding. He's still eating, you know, throughout the night. And so I like, instead of me 
my sanity getting up every two, three hours to go rock in the sleep, feed him, and waddle back to my bed. I thought, you know what? Why don't I get decent sleep, too? Don't you think, so, though, it would be harder when you go and stay the night somewhere, or you plan on not staying anywhere without him? I mean, I'm going to be going to a bachelorette party this weekend, and um, luckily, uh, mom is not working, and so it's going to work out. I'm going to try it out. And and it I'm only work? an hour and a half away doesn't work i can always just drive back see but it's, yeah trial and error it's one of those things and i think most people who don't even go to sleep have a hard time going to stay a night somewhere from zero to three you know well, so it's one of those things it's i think hard. it's what we talked about last episode it's well i like to call it selfish you said the theme of these last two episodes for self-care. you have been prioritizing and my self-care was i want to go sleep because that's better for my self-care than getting up every two three hours no to no go self to doing something for yeah. you so prioritizing yeah, that self-care. you need to get away you need to go yeah. and do something for yourself. Socialize. And, yeah. And yeah. be with friends mm-hmm. and have some wine. Maybe get and actual seven hours of consecutive sleep. Brunch mm-hmm. and just have a good girl's night out. But I think a lot of women, and I don't want to assume here, I don't know what it is. They just fear. Maybe it's because they have always been the caregiver and always doing and watching mm-hmm. out for their husbands first. We have a routine. Their and friends. Then it's hard to explain the routine to somebody And then once else. they have kids... They're all about them, and then they've mm-hmm. never really looked out for themselves. Yeah. And how do they let go once they have their partner to look out for, mm-hmm. their kids, their you know, their parents, mm-hmm. and all of that, plus their job, if yeah. they have a job, and all their friends in their lives, their social life. Mm-hmm. They have to keep track of all of that. So they will that's never have time. another role you take on as a mother. And so. that's something that I think I might you know we don't know experience because i say now it's like you need to have more selfish time you need to step away and my friends who have older children now and i'd said you you need to take some time for yourself and like come out with me or go and do something and now i'm thinking about it now and remember i said in the last episode i'm going to go back and listen and you're going to start laughing at <laughs> what you said but what's the harm in saying i'm going to do that or at least attempt mm-hmm. to do it or putting in my schedule, just like working out, you know, when you have clients, you have to schedule your workout too. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the first things I learned when I became a trainer is that you can schedule eight sessions a day, but what about you? Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure you put that in your calendar. So that's important to remember is that I have me to schedule time. me time and not only me time, you have to schedule time with your partner too. Mm-hmm. And you have to schedule all so the roles in your life. It's a balance. It's scheduling and it's staying committed to that schedule Mm -hmm. and that's where i think people fall off would you agree (laughs) because you you've developed a skill yeah watching you i wouldn't say fall off because i want to retrain my mind to think because you say fall off my mind automatically goes to fail oh i tried that i failed instead of instead of like okay let me just try a different way then so that's not working so let me try a different way how can i find me time how can i find time for me to incorporate diet so right now is the perfect time for me to get a better diet because he's starting to eat solid foods so i can start getting a better healthier diet because and then essentially everything i can eat he can eat so why not make it healthy food and if i think of i want to have him start with a healthy um diet and i can just retrain myself to eat a diet you know so it's kind of always incorporating the child but also benefiting you and the rest of the family so Mm -hmm. it benefits my partner benefits me benefits Benji and benefits everyone. So true. My sister is the youngest, but she's educating me. It's always usually my choice of words that I use sometimes. And then I, if I, I you know, I didn't speak. walk as well, or if I ate 
horribly that day. I'd be like, okay, I don't need to. I do the same thing. Too. I, I can start. Um, tomorrow's a new day. I'm the same way when it comes to like being cheating with my diet. Like if I had a bad day, I don't stress about it. The next day I just move on and I. Like go, a little know. bit different. I had when I was pregnant <laughs> that I feel like okay. I'm eating. I'm good. I, I've had these cravings, and I'll bounce back when I once I have him. <laughs> it's a little bit tougher when you actually have him, and there's like, okay, I need to get on it. I don't want to. Oh, to so, tell yourself to correct your diet. Yeah. So right now it's like when I was pregnant, I'm like, okay, I, I can afford a few little inches. I got a little one growing in me. I'm not eating for two. I'm not using that excuse, but I can afford I don't a use few that inches excuse either. And I feel like I can afford a few inches for energy, but I never ate for two. I don't, I try to retrain my thought process no. with that yeah, i I've think never. it's a really dated saying you eat for one and the human inside of you is getting a little bit of the nutrients I mean, you eat a little bit more calories but you're still eating for one person i think that's just an excuse i mean yeah you're supposed i mean you're supposed to up your calorie a little bit more than you usually do well damn i up my calorie but that's somebody time. who's work. you're supposed to be walking like 30 minutes every day you're though. supposed to be active definitely yeah, yeah. Um, and you mentioned also, this is going off track a little bit. You mentioned the food. So you're giving him solid foods and you're, and that's another thing you're doing. That's I'm doing baby lead weaning. It's, it's a, uh, but you're making it yourself. You're not buying canned food and you don't have yeah. a food processor. You just smash it up with. Yeah. Food processor work. He likes to hold on to things. So he's eating everything I'm eating and he's using his hands. He's sitting at the table. While I'm and you don't table. feed him. No, he's, he feeds himself. So he's learning to pick up the food, to touch it, to smell it. He's basically doing like mindful eating. It's baby led weaning, but it's basically mindful it's eating. Baby what? Baby led weaning, W E A N I N G, and um, it's essentially as he progresses and he starts like, weaning off the breast milk, he starts eating more food. So this is the beginning stages of him touching it, feeling it, pulling it to his mouth, playing with it. So he's not really playing with the food; he's getting to know the food. He's mindful eating. Yeah, and then it allows me to eat food too at the same time. And then spend quality. There's a lot of you're not, things happening. I, don't, I hate to use the word babying, but you're not, you're not babying the baby. You're no, I'm not. He's in control him, of his yeah. food. What it can, it's a, yeah, it's a, it's controlled, freestyle eating. So he has a space. Yeah, I he, like that. I'm con- I'm giving him options of food, which is good because early on you're going to start giving him more options. Yeah. And it also, when we're at a restaurant, because we've, uh, like we've mentioned, we've eaten a lot this week. Mm-hmm. We, um, he's so used to feeding himself. So mm-hmm. if you want to just put him in front of the table instead of like distracting him or letting him scream and cry, you just put down a food item and he just. Yeah. Starts, it takes, sometimes it's some challenging. You know? Sometimes depending on what, if you don't go to the healthiest choices, it's hard to find. It's constant scanning what food he can't eat, what food he can't eat. But you don't give him sugar. You give him. Mm-hmm. You have to make sure it's not hot. All those yeah. kind of scanning things. Yeah. And it's, it, but it's fascinating to watch. I learn a lot. Not to say that BB is going to come out and be exactly the same because mm-hmm. that's never, you know, we're mm-hmm. all completely different. We came out of the same woman <laughs> from the same man. <laughs> so you never know. Um, but it is interesting and it's nice to, oh, he's, uh, he's playing for us right Benji, now in the background. And delirium right now. He's singing for us and clapping. Here he comes. <laughs> you no, can hear he's just him? hitting the couch. Oh, okay. So, so yeah. So that's. I don't know. Is there anything else you wanted to add that you're doing that that you've just found that's works so, for you? Yeah. That- so I just anything right now. I'm realizing it's. I went from surviving to now I'm thriving, and so it's finding out things that work 
for us and then there's things that work for me and um, it's compartmentalizing your life but everything's everything's relative that's like my philosophy in life I'm taking care of myself, but I'm still connected to Benji. I'm still connected to my partner. I'm still connected to everybody in my life, but I'm still taking care of myself. So it's compartmentalizing, but everything, like a waffle, syrup and butter is going to go into every square. Oh, so. Laura. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. You're so Clearly wise. I really want waffles. <laughs> you really want waffles? Although I'm not. I'm full, but I oh. waffles still sound good. Oh, okay. I'm tired. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. Yes, but you got, you just educated me in the whole world just now. And now he's rocking his chair. He's making his way over here slowly but surely. <laughs> okay, it's time for his bedtime. And um, I do want to thank you for participating the last two days. Mm-hmm. So, well, Friday and today. Mm-hmm. Um we didn't have to do this, but it's something fun. I think we flowed well together, don't you? Mm-hmm. Big sister, little motion. sister. <laughs> good group, flow it true. Look it up. A good group, mm-hmm. it is. Yeah. Um, but I don't think there's anything else to add. We kept it short, as promised. If you want to reach out to Laura, you want to follow her on her social media, you can because she does have some fun photos. She Blue shares some interesting you things. And Benji too. Lubu for you and Benji too. Mm-hmm. And of course, find me and my co host Amber. <laughs> and Benji. Oh, he's too. making some beats over there mm-hmm. at befitandme.com. And our email is befitandme at gmail.com. So you can, and also you can find the um, podcast on any platform. And I do want to acknowledge everyone that listens and thank you so much for listening. And supporting us, it means a lot, especially the fact that I don't have social media and we still have a following. So I appreciate it. We appreciate it. And I look forward to having our conversation next time, whatever that happens to be. But in the meantime, I hope you have a wonderful day, whatever it is that you're doing, your drive to work, your drive home, your flights whatever else you could be doing by listening to this podcast you're slowly snoozing off to sleep (laughs) oh yeah right listening to laura's soothing voice do you listen to that woman on youtube (laughs) do you listen to that voice on youtube does it make you calm i used to listen to podcasts going to sleep you should you should have a podcast yourself because you have a very soothing voice yeah i don't i don't do tv in bed so but i'm saying you should create one yourself you have a soothing voice Okay, so we're getting off track. So, (laughs) sorry. (laughs) We're getting off track, but uh, we'll just say goodbye. End it now. Thank you again. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And we will be back for the next show. Bye. The next episode. I won't be back. Laura won't be back. Hey, you might be back sooner than later. Who knows? We're going to see each other a lot more often. BB and Benji Mm -hmm. need to see each other. Um. Have a good one, everyone. See you later. Or not see you later. Hear you later. (laughs) Oh, gosh. Bye. (laughs) Until next time, remember, stay sweet. Stay sexy. Stay sassy. But more importantly, be savvy. Oh, I think I got it all.